such a tremendous looking trophy. Hello and welcome to Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the US Yanias. My name's Dylan Blunt. Joining me, as always, Ashley Holder. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here and excited to get portable. Portable. We're gonna get portable. Or portal. I know. I hate the name. I hate everything you just did. But cool. um, Do you reckon they uh, they signed off with Valve to last, get that name? I don't think you can copyright the word portal. I mean, in the term of a video game name, but like in terms of using it for other things, no. Do you reckon we'll be able to play portal on the PlayStation portal? Portals on PS3, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Or no? Wait, hold on. In America, you can stream PS3 games, right? Yeah. Yes. But I mean, what's the fucking no. matter? I don't know if this works with because this doesn't work with cloud streaming, right? Oh it's no, it doesn't. Physical. It's physical. Let's just talk about this dumb thing. All right, so <laughs> let's just jump straight into it. PlayStation blog. Um, in they announced this at Gamescom and everything. Anyway, reading off the PlayStation blog. And this, uh, hold on, here's my quick asterisk before we get into this. Talk, yep. This is like the biggest news, I guess, like PlayStation's had this week. However, it is nearly pointless to talk about because it's not going to come to Australia. You don't think it's going to come to Australia? I think even if it comes to Australia, it's useless. Who cares about this? Paul James. Sure. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is yeah. definitely a niche audience for this. Um, at least here in Australia. Yeah. Senior Vice President of Platform Experience, Hidaki Nishino, writes, Since launching PS5, we've been amazed to see our players around the world have embraced the generational leaps we made in the gaming experience, such as the heightened feeling of immersion delivered by the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers in the DualSense wireless controller. Our PlayStation community continues to give us a reason to challenge ourselves to bring new innovations to the market for all players to enjoy. That's why today we are especially pleased to share new updates in our upcoming hardware products. In May, we first gave a quick glance at our dedicated PS5 remote play device, now called PlayStation Portal Remote Player, and our first wireless earbuds called Pulse Explore. Today, we're pleased to share more details about these products and reveal a new PlayStation over-the-ear wireless headset, Pulse Elite. PlayStation Portal Remote Player. PlayStation Portal Remote Player brings the PS5 experience to the palm of your hand and includes the key features of the DualSense wireless controller, including adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, the vibrant 8-inch LCD screen is capable of 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second, providing a high-definition visual experience as expected from the high-quality games created by world-class developers. PlayStation Portal is the perfect device for gamers and households where they might need to share their living room TV or simply want to play a PS5 games in another room of the house. PlayStation Portal will connect remotely to your PS5 over Wi-Fi, so you'll be able to swiftly jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation Portal. PlayStation Portal can play supported games that are installed on your PS5 console and use a DualSense controller. It also includes a 3.5mm audio jack for wide audio. PSVR 2 games which require a headset and games that are streamed through PlayStation Plus Premium Cloud Streaming are not supported. PlayStation Portal will launch later this year for $19.99 USD. 
Uh, offer prices, offer prices, offer prices. Uh, what's that? Let me do a quick. Uh, so it's about three hundred and ten Australian dollars. It'll be higher than that. That's a quick yep. if it comes out. Yep. What do you think? It's uh yeah, like I said, it's for a very niche audience of people who are are currently utilizing remote play want a dedicated device to do the remote play with. They don't want to drain their phone battery uh, or tablet battery or, yeah, or desperately want that dual sense features, you know? Do I think it's going to sell blockbusters, bank gangbusters here in Australia? No, because the internet's not that great. So I feel like it's not going to be a great experience, but, you know, there are definitely people there who, love the remote play feature and like just the the way people game now i feel like uh there are certain games people would be very happy to play on a smaller screen rather than the big tv you know this thing's dumb (laughs) absolute waste of resources um i don't know I don't understand. I don't get. I don't, I don't even think a niche audience is going to. I feel like the, the the people buying this and talking about it like it's and using it for like all of a month maybe, and then they'll they'll everyone will forget about this. This is going to come and go with off into distance. No one's going to give two fucks about this. I I I I don't think. I I just don't get it. For the so like so for your example of okay, so maybe some people do want to play stuff on the smaller handheld so they can play it in bed. Okay, mm-hmm. like let's like so. Let's put that to one side. Now let's put to the, let's put the other example they sort of use here, which is you've only got one TV. Yep. Shared experience. Your partner wants to watch a movie. You're yes. a nice partner, so you, you choose to you know share the TV, but mm-hmm. you don't want to watch it because they're watching they're watching Sister Act Two, which is a shit movie, and um, you you're like, no, nah, I want to keep playing my game. So you spend. Australian, probably 350 bucks to buy this shit so you can go lay on the couch or whatever and play this instead. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the example we're talking about, right? I'm pretty sure I saw a PlayStation. You can, get, you can buy a PS5 for $5.99. Like, if, if, you're, if you're willing to spend 350 bucks on this, why aren't you just spending the extra, like, 150 Because all you have is a PS5. I'm... All right, I don't extra understand the <laughs> extra extra all right, extra three hundred bucks. Your TV as well, small thirty-two inch TV. You can stick somewhere. Maybe you want to be next to that person. You know why? Because you love them. <laughs> What's the point at that point? If you're, if you're going to be playing, if you're going to be playing your, your your game on your little screen while they're watching Sister Act Two, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like. Maybe, what if you need to be watching your kids, you know, or at least be in the same room as your kids and you want to be playing your violent video game while your kids watch Coco Melon? Put blindfolds on them. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like for these very specific scenarios, I'm sure I can understand for like, the couple people, the very small amount of people that this maybe this would be useful. 
But then I'm like, for those rare occasions, for the amount of times that you're going to do that, why does it, doesn't it just, just, I don't know. How many times have you uh, been playing your Switch on the TV and then you're like, oh, I'll just go play it in dock, uh, handheld mode instead? Ha! There's your first mistake, playing Switch on TV. Um, (laughs) You know, it's the opposite way, playing it in handheld and then being like, oh, I might play this on my TV instead. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I just, maybe I just people will play it and choose to play their PlayStation games on handheld, and then if they want, they, I guess they put it on the TV. You got a backbone? I mean, that's the argument. There's the backbone, the PlayStation branded backbone that came out recently. Yeah. Um, that I don't have a price on. PlayStation. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like 100, maybe 150. It's like half, more than half price. 179. Okay. But it doesn't have the dual sense feature, dual sense, you know, vibration, rumble pack, or whatever. That sort of stuff, you know. And you are using your phone battery. You know, you're using a device that is not dedicated to streaming video games from a PlayStation. Okay. So let's say we got 200 bucks instead of 170. We buy a battery pack as well. <laughs> How you meant to plug in the battery pack when you're using the plug for your backbone? iPhone um, wireless on the back, whatever that's called. I forgot. But the back of the backbone covers the thing and it won't let... It's too it? thick. It's too thick for you to charge it wirelessly while you're playing. What? You could, you could, I don't know. But I'm just using this example. <laughs> Don't you have to like lie it flat on the the thing? How are you supposed to keep it on the back of the backbone while playing it? No, it like Charge. magnet magnets. You know? MagSafe. Yeah, okay. It seems that this you know these are a lot of extra steps. You can just go in and buy the one thing in the box and it works, you know. Don't need to be on Wi Fi. You do if you want to remote play the games, which is the whole point. Not on Backbone. What do you mean you don't need to be on Wi-Fi? For Backbone, you just the you, PS Remote Play app, you can just use 5G. I mean, technically, I bu- oh, yeah, I guess technically the Backbone itself does not connect to 5G. No, the, the solution... No, the, 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 the portal the doesn't. Portal, the solution is you buy this for $350, then you buy a $200 uh, f- uh, mobile broadband box with a $30 a month SIM card so you can carry that around and you can connect to that via hotspot. Well, you could just make your phone a hotspot. Do you have enough data? I don't know how much data you use on a remote <laughs> You don't have enough data. I well, why, you're, why would you <laughs> use your phone for 5G to use for a remote player? I don't... <laughs> oh, it works different if it's on the mobile phone itself. You know, it uses little a dollar data. I'm pr- <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how much streaming the fucking game would use. I assume it would use a fair bit. I would assume so too. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we said, very niche audience. Uh. It's just simplified, I guess. You know, I wouldn't 
you know, I, I, I could definitely see parents getting them for kids, you know, so they can just be doing their thing while they're watching TV or whatever. And we play on their Fortnites on this little device, and then they can hide it away. Yeah, just what parents want. Yeah. All right. Well, the only way I'm playing with one of these is if PlayStation sends me off for free. So, given everything I just said, Sony, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, you've if you're me- an advocate for remote play, at Viva Ladil. Hmm. Viva Ladil. With the the change my mind meme, pretty much. Play Pulse Elite wireless headset and Pulse Explore wireless earbuds. Earbuds. Here are the other two things from Gamescom. So they write Pulse Elite and Pulse Explore are the latest PlayStation wireless headset and earbuds, bringing next level audio performance to the gaming experience. Pulse Elite is a new wireless headset that offers lossless audio and includes a retractable boom mic with AI-enhanced noise rejection capable of filtering background sounds. A charging hanger is also included with the product for a convenient charging and storage option. Pulse Explore is our first set of wireless earbuds, providing a premium portable experience that includes dual microphones with AI-enhanced noise rejection capable of filtering background sounds. It also offers lossless audio and comes with a charging case. Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer will be the first PlayStation audio devices to use custom-designed planner magnetic drivers for an audiophile-level listening experience normally found in premium headphones for professional sound engineers. With Pulse Explorer, we're pleased to be one of the first companies to provide wireless earbuds to the mass consumer market using planner magnetic driver technology. Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer are part of our ongoing efforts to amplify the audio experience in gaming and make the gameplay experience more immersive for enhanced sound. Pulse Elite will be available for $149.99 USD, which is about $240 Australian dollars. And the other one, Pulse Explorer, will be $199.99 USD, which is about $310 Australian dollars. <laughs> this is where things get interesting, though. Um, yeah. Fucking, where is it? <sighs> Anyway, Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer connect directly to the PlayStation portal by leveraging this new wireless audio technology, PlayStation Link. This innovation delivers low-latency, lossless audio and easy switching between multiple PlayStation Link hosts such as PS5 with the USB adapter and PlayStation Portable. When using using Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer with PS5, the USB adapter that's included with each headset and earbuds is required for for PlayStation Link. The PlayStation Link USB adapter will also be sold separately as a standalone item and can be used on PC and Mac, so players can connect Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer to experience the same lossless and low-latency audio. Pulse Elite and Pulse Explore can simultaneously connect to a PlayStation Link supported device, PS5, PC, Mac, or PlayStation Portal, and a Bluetooth supported device. For example, Pulse Explore can be connected to a PS5 via USB adapter using PlayStation Link and also to a mobile phone through Bluetooth at the same time. When playing a PS5, games can, gamers can instantly answer a call or hear it through the same Pulse Explore earbuds. Now the one thing I've said, have you seen the the question that's come up about all these and like the uh, being able to use them on devices without the no. So like, I think the buds. Um, like the PlayStation Portal doesn't have Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Yes, that's what it is. PlayStation Portal doesn't have Bluetooth. So these things can connect to it 
Mm-hmm. But if you've got a pair of whatever brand, Sony, Jabra, I don't know, whatever Samsung yes. earbuds, nah. Your only choice is to either buy the PlayStation branded earbuds, if you want that, to carry around with your portal, or somehow whip out a 3.5 millimeter jack pair of earphones. Fuck words. Which is obviously dumb. It's not ideal. I think in this day and age, not having Bluetooth as an option on a device like that's a bit like, I don't like what? You cutting costs? Like, how? Bluetooth isn't expensive. I mean, yeah. It, that is a, feels like a bit of a mistake, but also it feels like them pushing their uh, licensed, trademarked, proprietary technology. You know? You want to play this PlayStation Portal? You need to own a pair of these PlayStation headphones. So we're at 350 plus 250 now, roughly. You don't need to listen to sound to play video. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this scenario where we're talking about playing uh, it next to your partner and whatever else. Wide cords are very, you know, cheap. 3.5 millimeter cables. What if you want good sound? Don't get better than through a cable. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can get 3.5 millimeter headphones for like 10 bucks. Sounds good. <laughs> they're like absolute ass but yeah i mean i i'll say this the 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 headset coming with a charging dock um sounds like it has a good mic um it looks decent like design and everything like that um the earbuds again looks i, I like the design i like the case where it like slides out um all those sorts of things i do think they're like especially the earbuds seem very high price and maybe they're very good. Maybe the the, yeah. the sound justifies it. But currently, um, from what we're sort of used to from PlayStation's official audio products and their pricing range, uh, the earbuds seem to just be very high for. I mean, earbuds in general are very high. So true. I mean, yes and no. JBL cheap shitty earbuds, you know, like sixty bucks. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. All right. I don't know. I can't do the earbuds. I just, I'd be, I'd be paranoid. I'd lose them. Yeah. What, what do you, you have, what are, what are your branded, those things you always have? I don't know. I got them on Amazon. <laughs> really? They don't even have yeah. a brand? Uh, no, they definitely have a brand. It's just some sort of generic one, I think. For for people I've never met Ashley Holden in real life, he's a yeah. he's a big fan of these. What they're not white they're uh, they're wireless, but they've got like a what do you call it? Like the ones where they got a cord connecting the the two ends. There's just a magnet on the both ends of the headphones. Mm. So you can never lose. lose yeah. That said, I've I've had AirPods for years, never lost one. So, well, you're just. Better at keeping track of stuff. <laughs> I've even got a uh, Samsung buds. Carry those around. Use them for my rock deck, baby. <laughs> that's something that's better than any of this PlayStation Portal bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, wrong podcast. I'm talking PlayStation. Yes, yes, yes. My bad. Talking about audio. 
PlayStation gaming headsets uh, uh, that Sony's buying Ordees. So to expand their PlayStation thing. Um, coming from, what am I reading from? What, what HiFi.com. Sony Interactive Entertainment has entered into an agreement to acquire high and handphone brand Ordees, which could spell good news for PlayStation headset performance. Ordees has produced a number of headphones, hits and misses, in recent years, as well as high-end gaming headsets such as last year's Maxwell, and Sony is looking to leverage the company's audio expertise to take the PlayStation audio experience to the next level. Hidaki Nishino, Vice President of PlayStation Experience, platform experience, sorry, and Sony Interactive Entertainment says the company is excited to build, quote, the great strides we've made with PlayStation 5's Tempest 3D audio tech and the Pulse 3D wireless headset, and quote, with the acquisition, the terms and costs of which are not being disclosed at this time due to, quote unquote, contractual commitments. Sony already impresses in the gaming headset market, but with the tech giant clearly thinks Ordees can help enhance the, play, uh, the performance of future models, perhaps through the California-based company's famed use of planet magnetic driver technology found in its LCGX open back gaming headset and range of consumer and professional over-ear headphones. Um, so the long and short of this, in case you didn't connect it between the, the two stories here, uh, 10 minutes ago, however long it was, Times of Blur, mentioned that Sony's very happy to have included this planner technology, the uh, the planner magnetic driver technology in their um, upcoming headsets. They've now brought a company that's well-known for using that technology. There you go. That's yep. the... That's the connection. That's the connection. The Sony obviously thinks that this is the this is a technology that can really help and sounds great and um, improve upon and provide a... Um, I guess an overall better sound uh, quality uh, alongside their Tempest audio te- uh, technology, and they they've chose to purchase a company that has a lot of experience in using this technology when building head headsets and headphones and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think that's about the long short of it. And I, yeah, and much. I, as the article says here, you know, will we see the Inzone H9 include this technology? Uh, you know. Yeah, I would say yes. I think the the next version of a lot of their headsets will probably include these things. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they want to keep the two brands separate because obviously Audis is like a very high end uh, brand. Like just looking at the pricing, it's like some of their headphones and stuff go well over a thousand dollars. So while they might incorporate some of the technology in their other stuff, you know, maybe they want to keep the Audis brand like premium, high end. That kind of stuff is like a branding thing as well. So it's yeah. not like they're acquiring it and they're just going to no, no, no. stick a Sony label on all their headphones now. You know, but I, I feel like maybe they could they continue putting out like non PlayStation branded or these headphones, right? But maybe then it's like they use some of that technology for their premium Sony headphones, which was like that 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 the brand they put out last year. Those um in zone h9 sort of level of like above the pulse you know what i mean because mm. the pulse is there like what 150 cheaper headset yeah so, at full price today yeah so yeah it definitely feels like they're adding level layers levels to their audio options now so yeah so um sony I think has time and time again shown and talked about, especially Mark Sandy and people, um, how important audio is to their current, um, what do we call it? 
generation of this gaming console, I guess, with the PS5. Like, they focus a lot on audio more so than, like, talking about visuals and stuff. So, um, all this makes sense. A reliable leaker has claimed God of War Ragnarok DLC is on the way. All right, let's press start. Um, so, there's an update to the story, and then post it back. Um, so, after posting a series of cryptic clues, even involving a hunt for a physical letter hidden in a park somewhere over the last few days, the snitch dropped the news. The numbers 12, 3, 24 are also involved, which could imply that the leaker has word of March 12, 2024, <coughs> for whatever this might be. Although the PC release of God of War Ragnarok is yet to eventuate, uh, that would make a lot of sense early next year. Obviously, it's hard to take such a late, uh, vague leak at face value, but this is the same. The snitch responsible for actively leaking other PlayStation DLC announcements like Horizon Forbidden West, Bedding Shores, and PlayStation adjacent titles such as Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, blah, 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 blah. Update whether or not it might relate to Santa Monica Studios' recent hiring sprees of folks familiar with the franchise. Known leaker, the snitch has, cl- has made the claim on social media that God of War Ragnarok DLC is on the way. So, yeah. Um, the I'll try to find yeah his last um <laughs> his last tweet he did that um like his his pinned tweet now on his profile this niche is just says project got a war Ragnarok DLC is on the way here we go and he's got like that redone meme of people like freaking out over that was God of War yeah that was God of War so yeah um I don't know what do you reckon God of War they didn't do DLC for the first one because Corey Barlog, of course, spoke about it said, hey, when we had the... Um, we kept talking about ideas and it just sounded like it was going to be too big for another game. So, you know, we didn't do it. And they, I think they briefly talk about that in the documentary, maybe, or something like that. I don't remember. Um, do you reckon we get DLC for Ragnarok? Or? Um, I mean, the potential is there to, like, expand on the world or, like, to... More in there, you know. I feel I don't know because it, it it's just a complete story. So do you really want more, <laughs> more deals, more content? Like, what are you really going to add other than um more stories and that kind of stuff? I guess. Uh, yeah, without like spoiling the game and that kind of stuff. Like, how would you go about telling? I mean, I feel like spoiled the game at this point, right? So skip it, skip ahead if um you know, look in the time code, skip ahead if you don't know, if you haven't played God of War, but this is a PlayStation podcast, if you haven't played God of War Ragnarok by this point, like what are you doing? So, you know, go 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 spoilers. The game's been out for like fucking ages. Yeah. Um yeah, with Atreus leaving at the end, like do and you know uh Brock dying, you know, obviously they beat everybody in Thor and Thor and Odin and everything, like uh What's what do you do after that? Other than you know, obviously, there's so much content already in there for you to clean up and that kind of stuff. What story would you want to do? Would you do in a like with especially? I would imagine they're wanting to do another game in the future. Like anything that you'd really want to do, you'd probably want to do in like another game. Yeah, well, featuring the characters that you've currently got, like. Here's the Without problem. Without changing up the gameplay so much, you know what I mean? If you want to make a sequel that's all about Atreus, which is where I feel like a lot of people w- would potentially be interested in, um, it can't be called God of War, right? Because God of War's Kratos. Maybe. It doesn't really make sense. It could be. It's a little God of War. 
Not really. God of... Son of God of War. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I mean, you could... DLC featuring a Trias, I feel like, would be... Um, that would be that's a whole other game at that point. I don't I don't think it's a trailer. Yeah, in my mind, any DLC that they would do, I think, would be better served as like a standalone, smaller title in the vein of Lost Legacy or Miles Morales. You know, like take the world that they built. You know, the worlds that they built, uh, and kind of do like a separate story, smaller story. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that would be cool. Maybe it is like a God of War, son of God of War. <laughs> and it is a, a small uh Maybe they follow in the same the, the same path. They do a they do it a Treyos a Treyos spin off smaller game. And then they they do the the actual sequel where you're playing as both characters. <laughs> you you're switching back and forth between Kratos and Atreus at different parts of the story and stuff like that. I mean, not like you didn't do that in this game, but mm. like more, more, more switching backwards and forth, I guess. Potentially. They could, they could just do a DLC where it's like they, they've just come up with a cool idea for a story with uh, Kratos and um, I can't remember the girl's name, whatever her name is. Angry Birda? Yeah. Oh, no, Freya. Freya, sorry. Freya. And Freya and Kratos, like some of the Burning Shores type thing where they go to a part that's not actually in like a, a new map or something i don't know they get word mm. of a they get word of something uh, who knows i mean you know what would be really cool if they did like a thor spinoff or thread they what if they did like a thor mini story or a thread mini story yeah There's potential, for especially if, if based on this article, they're hiring like a combat you no know, person. Like that sounds more like a Atreus thing. I feel like surely. All right, let's talk a little bit PlayStation Productions. Press start right. It seems like we might be in for a couple more PlayStation Productions film or TV projects based on the medieval and Days Gone franchises. If a recently updated mission video on the company's official website is any indication, the video exemplifies PlayStation Productions' mission to bring iconic PlayStation characters to life with a stylized look at a number of the franchises we already know are featured or will be featured in movies and TV series The Last of Us, Horizon, uh, Uncharted, Ghost of Tsushima, and God of War. Interestingly, though, Medieval Sir Daniel Fortescue and Days Gone's Deacon St. John also featured. The video was uploaded on July 10th this year, so it's probably been hiding in plain sight for a little while. Deacon's appearance is quite hidden, his character model tucked in the back of one, uh, one of the final shots of a number of characters. The view of Dan's bony armored legs in the new version of the singer definitely doesn't seem like a throwaway, though. It lingers on those gleaming games for a good while. While the day while a day's gone movie seems easy enough, then it's not the first time we've heard rumors of one. An animated medieval film or series could actually be a lot of fun. What do you reckon? I mean, yeah, a medieval series, about. medieval <laughs> film would make sense because 
it's a series nobody knows about. So you have complete creative free reign. They, you know, introduce the character to a bunch of character people. And then people might want to check out the video games. You'd be like, oh, what? They've been making these the entire time? It's crazy. Yeah, same days gone. <laughs> I mean, days gone just, you know, lends itself to, like, it, it's Sons of Anarchy with zombies, right? So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a no brainer, really. How have they, you know, how has it not officially been announced somebody's working on it? Um, it's just, I would be very surprised if it hasn't. Let me have a look. What? Been announced? Yeah. No, they haven't announced that. No, there's a minute now, sure, so. Off rumored. That would be the rumor. I mean, I'm down for both. Obviously, I big medieval fan. I think no, medieval Jane, Jane's gone uh in co-production with Vendetta Vendetta Productions. Let's see, when was that? Uh that was announced August twenty two. They're working it was in works with San Hugan considered for the role of Deacon St. John. When people, when people just year. get pissy, this is going to be another case of people get pissy if um, Sam Whitworth doesn't just play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I can sort of get behind that because it would be very weird. Like, it's just it's just him, so. Him in the video game, you know, let other people play the roles, you know. Yeah, you know just like we don't need the same actor for June in the Ghost Gym movie. We don't. But it's also, an option, but it's not a requirement. I don't say it's a requirement, but if they don't at least consider him, I feel like it would be weird. We'll never know if they did consider him or not. Uh, yeah, I'm down for medieval film. I think animated is 100% the way to go. Trying to do that live action would be ridiculous. Um, a really like gothic, dark comedy, gothic medieval animated film would be very good. Um, make sure to include the the type of silly humor that's in that game. Um, I mean, really, if they did it right, I, I could see a lot of people comparing it to being like, "Oh, this seems like it was a Tim Burton type thing," you know, because it has that it has the element of having that gothic dark vibes while being quite funny and having weird um, high personality characters and villains and and stuff like that. So it'd be very good, I think, um, if done right. And Days Gone. Again, every time I talk about it, gameplay had a lot of issues. Game itself had a lot of issues. Story was highly engaging, if not drawn out across a, a very long playtime. And I've talked about every time, of, you know, when I talk about the game, it felt like he was going for like three seasons of a TV show. <laughs> so there's there's uh, there's more than enough there. And I would, I, I'm going to say it right now that I do think that if they want to adapt that into a successful movie or even a TV show, you you don't try and do the entire plot of the game in one movie or even one season of a show. It just, I, that's, it's not going to work. It just won't work. So if it felt like I played three seasons, I'd expect at least, at least three seasons or three movies or something. I'll do it for both these. All right. That'll do it. This week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Let us know any comments, questions, concerns, your thoughts on anything we talked about over on X. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to that place. You can join our Discord, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord. And if you like this episode and want to support us, 
head on over to our Kofi page at explosionnetwork.com slash support to buy us a coffee for as little as a dollar. And until next week, remember, every trophy counts. <laughs>